0: All right, I'm cool. Go ahead. <laughs> this is Jim keys bartender. Uh, Joel, I heard you said you're cool. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. You can't say if you're cool. Other, You could be the only person. Um, that's one of the few things you can't judge. What? Whether you're cool or no, not. No, when you say I'm cool...
1: No,
0: no. When I say I'm cool, I mean uh, I'm down with it. You you're, you're jiggy with it? I'm down with whatever it
1: is, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm down with it.
0: Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not bragging anything. No, not at all, all. Not at cool all. No, no. I've I've I, ever met. You are, you're pretty yeah. cool, Joel. You're pretty cool. You go to, uh, you live in Spain part of the year. You're a musician, a retired psychologist. You're pretty yeah. cool. Uh the, the one of the uh Yeah. I'm in. yeah. The uh, the creator of psychoacoustics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't create psychoacoustics. Oh, one of the, the one of the uh, original That was a that was a cat no, that was a cat by the name of Weber
1: in Germany in the mid nineteen hundreds. Oh really? Uh,
0: eighteen hundreds, sorry. Oh yeah. Whether you well how would he use brainwaves? Did they even track brainwaves back
1: then? No, no, but the uh, psychoacoustics has more to do
0: with that. Would they use? Uh, things what'd like they use? how
1: they hear and brain hears.
0: Would they use tuning forks? And uh, hmm? would they use tuning forks back then? Sorry, didn't catch it. What were they using, tuning forks? For Um, uh, they were
1: were doing they were doing some really uh, good stuff uh, back then. They were able to uh, determine a lot of a lot of things about how we hear. Um, And then later came the brain research that dug into it and discovered the the uh, way stations along the acoustic pathway
0: from the ear
1: up to the cerebral cortex. Now, when I came along, I did something very specific. Let me, wait, let me pause uh, you right
0: there. You know what? We're going to have to reinduce everyone that there's a lot of new listeners uh, here. And and Joel is a retired psychologist and he did research with, uh, uh, how would you call it? What's the technical term?
1: No, I I did waves You know, I, I went into a conservatory the mm-hmm. part of Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, and I knocked on the door of the electronic music studio. And a guy answered the door, and I said to him immediately, have you ever thought about using, feeding brainwaves into your synthesizers? And so he, he said to me, um, you know, I have a very important deadline for a music piece that I'm working on. Come right in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that was the beginning of the 10-year 10-year project for the two of
0: us or collaboration huh yeah so and and then you um some of the things you used uh and uh, we discussed it on previous episodes was you you found when people were in relative states you would derive uh, whatever the outcome was through the synthesizer would be a representation of that state an acoustic representation of that state and you tried to do something you you attempted at least to use the feedback to use it as feedback to get people into that state right
1: yeah i mean you know for anybody uh out there in the listening audience um the idea of feedback is that it's like a resonance Mm -hmm. Okay, so um and what we got was a feedback between the synthesizers and the brain, mm-hmm. and so we get people to resonate with the synthesizers at particular brainwave frequencies that were conducive to different states of mind, different states of consciousness.
0: Okay. Well, that would be that does would that make sound- sense. Yes, it does. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, and that actually uh, what we're uh, later on in the show, but actually we can move it up. I was going to talk about uh, Tom Selleck trying to buy my uh, parents' home, Um, but uh, I was talking about, um, well, (laughs) no, well, you know, you've seen the commercials with the reverse mortgages and stuff like that. We'll talk about that a little later. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And I was yeah. talking about the death of hygiene, of personal hygiene uh-huh. and mental hygiene due to the quarantine, yeah. COVID-19, yeah. that people, so many people working from home. Um, it's was on display when the first episode, a lot of episodes of uh, normally uh, shows that are taped live and a lot yeah. of shows were doing them from... Remotely, uh, I guess. Uh, I guess primarily the big, biggest one was uh, for me was Saturday Night Live. They did on Zoom, and you could see people, you know, without their makeup of oh, yeah. artist and right. do um, right, and, and how they live at home. And there, and some of them kind of made a joke of it yeah. when they were introducing the uh, the people on the show that were yeah. showing how they. Haven't yeah. shaved and and their hair is grown out and things like that <laughs> even even if you watch uh, that's cool if you watch uh bill maher um uh, real time with bill maher
2: yeah
0: his hair uh yeah uh, it, 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 it seems I'm to be here. a little more unkept i mean it's not he yeah. he had a lot more gray in it than he normally does uh, and you know <laughs> there you so go. i know and they put on yeah they, they put on but it they put on their jackets and, you know, they're wearing shorts underneath and things like that. Um, like they yeah. did, uh, um, I guess, on ESPN. Some of those guys used to, you know, sitting behind their desk. They were just wearing jackets. They were so – they just right. – they came in, they just had their hair done and all that stuff and their makeup on. Yeah. And, and they're wearing shorts and they put on a sports coat because they're never standing. So
2: right. – um,
0: That's originally, now they do that. But the death of hygiene, people are getting out of their daily routines. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, part of the routine, you're not going to work. Uh, They're uh, getting up doing different things in the morning than they normally do. But one of the things I used to do all the time was uh, jump in the shower before I went to the gym. Right. And I always did that. Before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. i Well I found when if you're um, if you're not clean when you go to the gym and you start work out really hard, you could develop a very yeah. pungent odor if you're not uh, vigilant yeah. and I work out yeah. in the gym if you're working out outside, if you're just running outside and you're not dealing with people yeah. and things like that, it's kind of silly or you have a home gym. Yeah. You know to do that, but that was yeah. my routine. I would shower before and after the gym. And he, people always said the thing about Americans is that we were uh, obsessed about uh, you know showering and bathing. But that that was my routine, and also shaving yeah, yeah. shaving uh, every day, whether I was going into work or not. Yeah, I I, I right. shave every day, and it it's um, yeah. And this no, I wanted... used to do that before I retired.
2: Yeah. But
1: then I went you know, when I went to Europe when I immigrated to Europe mm-hmm. and uh um you know, I adapted their
0: lifestyle. So uh, I just shower semi annually. <laughs> oh, it's not Thursday night, isn't it shower night? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when when did when yeah. did you when did you uh semi when did you uh That's like twice a year. When did you move uh, from the United States to Europe?
1: Mm-hmm. Depends what you mean by move. but I guess for a long time. What uh, I meant we by working, what I mean we're by still move. Working.
0: Yeah. Oh, were you were you were still working? No,
1: when you were working, yeah, it, yeah, we were still working.
0: Uh-huh. We
1: hadn't retired yet, so we did a long term rental with some really good people. We're still very good friends. Best tenants <laughs> ever, and you know tenants. You've got to be really careful with tenants. But uh, anyway, we worked out. <laughs> and then it was kind of 2008 mm-hmm. that we started during three months in the U.S. and three months over there. It's, you know, sort of a it, we, we gradually moved into it. So, yeah, 2008 is, is, you know, when we got there.
0: So when you said you they adopted the European uh, style of hygiene, Meaning you're you're not as yep. obsessed, let's say, about the daily shower.
1: They may be actually, the Europeans may be more obsessed about it than I am. Oh, okay. Because not only did I adopt their style, I went into the style of a retiree mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like if, you know, uh, if you've noticed, you don't smell yourself after a while,
0: right? No. No. Well. No. So. You you become acclimated. You come acclimated to the things that are you're around most of the time. And who are you around most? That's right. Yes. Exactly. And so,
1: yeah, uh, you know, when you become adapted like that, you're not smelling yourself. So what do I care? I just just go out and people smell me. They smell me. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like they give a shit you know
0: yeah well i mean i imagine that that this is mm-hmm. um unprecedented the the amount of if you think of it as almost in the first world world war, uh, worldwide except for uh, the quarantine you know the quarantine is that so yeah. few people and then when they are out a lot of them are wearing masks so even then you're smelling yeah. less um you're so, yeah I mean, I guess you wouldn't Yeah, but I mean,
1: what I'm saying, Jim, what I'm saying, Jim, is, you know, when I go into a shower, yeah, and uh, my infrequent showers, it's sort of like I can see the dirt coming off me on the shower floor, and I scoop it toward the drain with my feet.
0: Oh, God. You know? Okay. Well, well, you know what? This is nice. This is not a show. I guess, luckily, we're not a cooking show, so we're not trying to make it appetizing. <laughs> Well, what
1: you know, I, meant, I never thought of that. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean? Like you can, what you can scoop that stuff up and use it as a flavor?
0: As oh a, uh, God, that is uh, God. What? You're being outrageous How? there. Uh, is, you. It. know, it's not, you know what we're not we're not the kind of show you're going to be <laughs> eating to. I guess this one in particular. But then again, I did pick I did pick the I, um, I, I picked the topic: the death of hygiene. And I can imagine that there's many people out there that are just a shadow of their former selves. If you, um, uh, especially with the people that are doing uh, remote meetings with their, at work and all that, they're just not, they're not in their oh, routines. Yeah. And, but that leads me to, uh, I said the debt to hygiene. One of the other things people don't use the terminology as often, it used to be an old style term used mental hygiene, right? Right. Mental hygiene is your, uh, what you do day to day to maintain your peace of mind or your or sanity or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, sure. So, you know, it's being able to you know, decompress after a tough day at work, uh, being to uh, prepare yourself. Exactly. Right. Prepare, preparing yourself yeah. for a tough day at work, uh, uh, maintaining yourself during work, and decompressing after uh, being able to handle difficult relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now mm-hmm. with the quarantine uh, that I guess that work uh, uh, thing is taken around people, some people uh, work was kind of they realized work was an outlet. You know, they don't really they miss it. And, and some people, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, <laughs>
1: Is that that old joke about retirement, mm-hmm. which goes, um, you know, for better or for worse, but never for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Right. So, I mean, people are. There is a clip. Uh, I'll send it to you, man. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a clip of a guy. There's a voice, a very sounding voice. Uh, and you see the guy in the clip, you know, the guy in the visual. And it says, you have, uh, you have been chosen to go into quarantine, but you have two choices. Choice A, um, you quarantine with your wife and child.
0: Oh, I heard that one. I um, saw that one. And, they got, and the person goes B, and he goes B. Choice. Yeah, and he's choice. <laughs> yeah. choice B, and he's immediately B. B, yes, he said it. That was, that was,
1: that was <laughs> you know. You know. That'll really, well, that really, uh, you know, clinically speaking, that, that, would, that would really,
0: uh, that presents a challenge to relationships, doesn't it? There's going to be, uh, there, there are so many, well, we just, okay, we'll focus on the relationship part. People that uh, normally, uh, that social distancing, people practice from themselves are not practicing with their family members, but now they're even closer than yeah. they were with their families, with less outlets, the children not in school, the, yeah uh, husband and wife not going to work not having the gym yeah. not having uh even uh the 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 small circle or large circle of yeah. friends that you have that you're you're yeah. just spending more time together and there's some people are finding it uh not conducive with uh mental hygiene a good mental hygiene yeah because of yeah some some of these relationships are what would you call them um you yeah. know they're less they're less than healthy relationships and they're spending they're no. locked they're locked in yeah. with them and there's people that could that were barely i'm i'm I, we're going to find out there's going to be so many stories out there there's going to be so many stories oh, yeah. uh that come out of this yeah. Uh, I, I, I I just yeah. think there's going to be the ones where people find a deeper uh, a relationship and a deeper understanding of yep. the people around. And that's a good thing. I right. think uh, that is uh, we we have pretty much the same amount of disagreement. And we're finding out more about each other in a good way. Then so. I guess that's the positive thing. We're actually feeling things are that, working out pretty that, good. That,
1: right, people, if they can use a, this opportunity to, I don't, I don't know what the term is, kind of level the playing field. I think it's more like coming, coming to some understanding of, like, okay, I'm I'm a little upset. By what my partner is doing, but on the other hand, I can sympathize with that because, or empathize with it because I do some pretty crap and strange things myself
0: yeah. every once in a while. How about, how about and How do
1: we lift this to a to a higher level? Can we lift this to a higher level where we're having a good time? Why waste time? Yeah, in having a bad relationship? Can we get it up there?
0: Yeah. And and then when things open up, they'll just, they have a richer, uh, uh, closer understanding of, of their relationship and they actually, uh, but, uh, on the flip side, there'll be people that are, are in relationships that are always tense, always under, uh, tension and, and, and there, they use that time separated for. Let's say going into work, uh, having an outside life as a way of dealing with a difficult home life. Yeah, well, and they, but they don't yeah, have buffer. that. Yeah, as a buffer, and they don't have that now. So that that's the things yeah. that are going to come. Uh, we're going to hear stories about yeah. that, and that's going to be horrible. And then there, there's going to be unique stories of. Well, not it's not going to be u- unique. I think there's a large, uh, there's you know percentage wise there's probably a decent size of uh, of people in committed or supposedly in outward committed relationships that are you know seeing people on the side and they're having probably ver- very difficult time
1: <laughs> yeah the recent side.
0: yeah there's nothing yeah and there there are yeah they're in <laughs> certain places especially a big okay. city there are people going out like disappearing say honey yeah. i do I got to take the trash out and they're gone for 45 yeah. and they're going for 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, they, or someone says, Oh, I'm going to have to get a dog, you know, because I got to walk the yeah. dog and then you're on, you're, you're leaving yeah. for like two hours, three hours, or even just I going thinking, to make a yeah, phone call, phone call like, on the porch, you know, what?
1: You know, no, I'm saying like, uh, I thought a good business to go into right now would be like rent a dog. You
0: know. Oh, rent a dog so you get won't well,
1: wait. Yeah. Well so you get to go out,
0: yeah. So you can go out to walk a dog, so you can walk someone else's dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no.
1: You you no no. I would rent people who don't have dogs dogs that they could take for walks and get outside. You know?
0: Oh, I see that. To get away from the quarantine rules. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. I mean, there's very right. few places in the United States. I think uh, New York's one of the few ones where they're really strict about that. It's not like Spain or yeah. Italy. Um, and yeah, then, Spain then, is
1: very strict.
0: Yeah, and then, then you yeah. have then you have people that. I mean, there's people that have. Um, I I have uh, neighbors that have a a autistic son, and their lifestyle really didn't change much. Yeah, their lifestyle, where they go and what they do. And uh, I think for some reason now they feel, uh, I guess they don't feel that uh, kind of separation from their neighbors because they realize their neighbors are doing pretty much what they're doing, too. So they don't see their neighbors taking off yeah. and going places and things like that. But then on the flip side of yeah. all those things, you have the people that are alone.
1: Yeah, that can be very difficult. I mean, we know how isolation works, Mm -hmm. for instance, as a torture Mm -hmm. technique. Um, Because you isolate somebody, we're not built. Our brains are not built for sensory deprivation, Mm -hmm. let's say. And so you isolate somebody, and pretty soon, uh, they're going to start to... So very significant signs of uh, mental distress, hallucinations that that kind of stuff uh-huh. so um, that's a difficult one. I not. I wouldn't mention any names, but I have a cousin and her two brothers mm-hmm. that I'm close to, our mothers with sisters and um, and she had just actually relocated at the age of seventy from California to Florida. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh
1: and, and she had some friends living close by. But now she's in isolation and she was starting to show some of these signs. So I got you know, I got on with um my two cousins and, you know, we decided, okay, we're gonna move up to instead of phone calls, we're gonna move up to uh, you know, video calls uh-huh. of, of one type or another mm-hmm. because that's very important
2: mm-hmm. uh, to
1: be able to visualize somebody. And then we were going to stagger it and we were going to each talk to her uh, once a week, you know. Uh-huh. And it seems to have worked. A couple of weeks later, she's uh, feeling much better, much more accepting of her situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And But that's what it comes down to. I think, uh we're very lucky to if we're in isolation we're very lucky to have the uh you know the current uh technology to be able to visit each other that way but say. Uh, yes so it's not complete isolation yeah
0: you know? well and, and, and some and you know in some places they they don't have that right you know there's its mm-hmm. just the way it is it depending on your socio economic uh, uh uh you know you know theres some there's some people that that don't have access. Yeah. To it, And uh just but I'd venture to I venture to say that those you know,
1: what they'll do is those people and it's showing up in the stats, on the spread of Coronavirus, mm-hmm. is they won't socially isolate uh-huh. because of that choose your evil. What is the better of the two evils?
0: You're right. You're you know? right. You're right. Um, so a lot of uh, these things, it's uh, quarantine or sequestering of people. It gives people opportunity to actually—you're not at work, you're not doing the things you normally do. It gives you time to reflect on what you were doing with your life, right? When you don't have—if you're, yeah, you're not identifying as—you're not—you're not going into work. You're not—you're not a furniture salesperson, and you're staying at right. home. Uh, you don't identify as that. And uh, but then you find yourself drinking and watching videos and 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 maybe yeah, getting could, into a you know a, a a serious, no. yeah serious addictions could be a porn addiction could be a, all sorts of things and you yeah. you you start Netflix. saying. Netflix. Yeah, net, well, Netflix that's entertainment. You know, that's a, entertainment. I've been, <laughs> I, I've, I've got to. There's
1: some very good things yeah. on there.
0: No, but fortunately, I had an outlet yeah. with this, with the podcasting, and I've been seeking out people. And spend, I can spend upwards of three, four hours a day on one particular show, you know, getting ready for it, thinking about it, writing about it, calling, talking right. to you. And then the the yeah. show, the show itself. And then I have something to do and then i can spend the rest promoting yep. it and do doing other things. So that's i mean th- that's my outlet. And then some people will be getting in puzzling and right. things like that. But but in the end, yeah. when you don't find anything to do and you start start feeling uh, that netflix and and just sitting around drinking isn't what it's all cracked up to be, then that's you that's when you get that internal reflection and you go wow what is this life's all about and then you can actually give you a breather to yeah. actually rethink things in a good way in that good way not the depression my life has been wasted and on things like that i'm talking about reflection meaning what could i do differently what what are the possibilities i have in front of me what what uh, can i do about my relationships who can i reach out to and things like that and uh, there are other mm-hmm. advocations for me but there's one thing that I found disturbing. I have um, a very little empathy for some people, and it, the way uh, i i always would pride myself on being empathetic. But if I see myself separate, the way I would separate myself is if someone was not self. They didn't—they didn't have much of it. Let's say they didn't really appreciate. Um, people that don't appreciate social uh, distancing, the people that are going out, the protesters right now that go out with their guns and they're saying, I don't have, I can't get a haircut and all this stuff and getting all pissed off and selfish. You know, the the selfish people, I have very little empathy for them. I was watching a video for these eight people. They're on a boat, right? And it has a GoPro facing backwards at the people on the boat. Right. Okay. And, and they're just yeah. showing them. There's two girls in bikinis. They're all right. You know, it's not, you know, they're, they're one of these girls that you're not really focused on. And there's some guy with a shaved head driving the boat. And so there's yeah. three people in front, five in the back and they're going along. They're just standing there trying to look cool on the boat. Right. And they're going along yeah. and the guy ups it. And you see the boat starts hitting a wake and some wake turbulence. And then they just totally hit the wake. And they turned into a bunch of Mexican jumping beans inside the boat, you know, banged their heads. Some guy got cut up and stuff like that. you hear them moaning and all this stuff <coughs> that could be. And I'm looking at it. I go, all I thought was you guys are assholes, just assholes. Just in it. Just that, you yeah. that that thing where you're just filming yourself, uh, riding the boat, trying to be cool. And that happens. And you go and then you save the video and post it. Where people you know, they're that little reflective yeah. to saying, hey look what happened to us when we were going along. And they're all there as the guy is going a little too fast. They're all trying to maintain their footing, right? Yeah. Standing up. And then when they hit the wake and stuff like that, even a guy driving a boat gets thrown to the other side. And he's holding his head for a while and stuff like that. Trying to look cool hit, when he hit that um, throttle. I'm going, I had zero. I had zero empathy for those people. I felt bad about that. I said, you know what? I should have, first instinct should have been, oh, I hope they weren't hurt and all that stuff. And I go well, again. Yeah. oh, well, they're assholes. And that's, that's, uh, that's you know, I used, to, I used to laugh at that before because I wouldn't spend a lot of time. But I actually watched it twice. I watched a video twice mm-hmm. and I got enjoyment out of it and I felt, I really feel bad <laughs> about it. I really, I do. I realize that it's a vicarious enjoyment of someone suffering, you know, when they're, when, and, and know, when I see people, I doing, mean,
1: that's, um, that's, that's
0: part of us.
1: Um, The vicarious part. Yeah. It's when it goes into true behavioral acting out. Where you're inflicting pain and damage on other people,
0: where you become
1: the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: true. well, I mean, I but, always, I always uh, used to feel bad. Father, I'd always I, feel bad that I was weak because I, you know, be I'd watch these other ones and be upset when they see people hurt, starving, and things like that. And I said, oh, I'm wishy-washy. Of of all course. this And I said, oh, I'm not yeah. wishy. I'm not wishy-washy because when idiots get hurt, I don't give a shit. And that's the thing that I. Uh, no. You were talking I mean, about your that's, father. That's, yes. Yeah. But
1: we, we have phrases for that that brought it on themselves. You know, God punished them, with whatever different people say. But we know bad behavior when we see it. And it's hard to empathize with uh, people like that. Yes. It just is. And particularly if there's a distance. Mm-hmm. If it was somebody in your family who did something silly. Uh, got themselves in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to reach out, let's say, and try to help to the extent you can. But you always have to keep an eye on yourself. And if you're being reeled in to a bad situation, it's going to cause yourself harm. Then you're going to pull back from that, yeah. and you're going to you're going to lower your your at least uh, you know the behavioral output. Let's say of your empathy. So, um, I think that's fine. I mean, if you you can dip into places in YouTube where, um, one of the things that I really find amazing is, um, because there, there's so much vodka involved Mm -hmm. and there's so many accidents. Most Russians, it seems, have, um... Dash-mounted cameras. Oh yeah, so their insurance companies can uh, tease out what was going on, Mm -hmm. but they they have the most incredible YouTube accident videos of uh, you know the silliness Mm -hmm. that that creates this stuff, and there's no there's no place for empathy. Mm -hmm. There's 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 not an inch of space empathy, in that kind of thing. And people will sort of get off on that, um, you know, in terms of dark humor or some sort of cathartic relief, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's It's not real. Well, science, you know, psychology has shown that the further away you are from whatever disaster... Mm-hmm. uh for the, the less you feel it
0: oh uh that that was in uh, that was in that movie um God what was that Hannah and her sisters okay uh, uh Alan Alda it's uh, uh, uh oh, it's yeah. tragedy plus time is comedy yeah tragedy um, Alan Alda said that you know when he he's make, they're making a documentary. Uh, about him, yeah, and he and and Mia Farrow is the uh, um, director, I think, or the producer, and uh, the executive producer of it. Okay, and and and, and uh, Woody yeah. and Woody Allen is supposed to be the director, I guess, and he just couldn't, he okay. couldn't do it. He just thought Alan Alda was a total ass. But the one thing he said is tragedy plus plus time is comedy. um we give me a chance. It is. I don't okay. Know, maybe. okay. Yeah. Um, so, you're, so t- time is, time, time is just insulted. So. No. Okay. Well, the the episode. Um, yeah. I did, I, did, I said that we were going to call this poor, poor mental hygiene, or uh, <laughs> ass over a barrel. People are in dire straits. Some people, uh, fortunately, we're, fortunately, we're not. No financial uh, dire straits right now. Because of their lack of work, and you have people, you know, acting out. But you see these commercials that uh, every so often used to prey on the vulnerable, and one of them was payday loans. I don't see as many as those as I used to. Payday loans, Mm -hmm. because there's no obviously there's no paydays for some of these people, right? So they can't make payday. So you don't see Amscott Financial. I mean anybody that has to go and get a five hundred dollar loan a high interest loan has precarious um finances right yeah and it's a shame and and those companies are built to uh take advantage of it the Amscott financial is the uh i hate to say this i will never i swear to god if any if i find any platform uh is using a commercial on my uh, show. I will. I'm. I'm just going to say they're pieces of shit. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, yeah, they do yeah. performance. They do performance service and stuff like that. But grant me, they are doing it for a profit. It's not. It's not. They're yeah. not. They're not the saints. And yeah. then you got uh, these bankers that decided the best way to uh, um, reverse mortgages, which are a brilliant uh, financial tactic for people mm-hmm. getting houses away from people. You know what I mean? There's a reason why they they came up with reverse mortgages because they're beneficial for the people that are issuing reverse mortgages. Otherwise, you could sell your house and there's other better ways to do it. But Tom Selleck is is one of the commercials. That's what he's saying Tom Selleck's trying to buy my grandparents' house, you know, because he comes out and and I says, well, I wouldn't be doing a commercial if I thought it was bad. No, you wouldn't yeah, be doing Tom. you wouldn't be doing the commercial if you weren't getting paid. You're not you're mm-hmm. not you're not Sally Struthers or who's doing the uh, you know the the adopt a child thing. You're not Sarah McLachlan doing yeah. it for PETA. You're Tom Selleck being paid to do a commercial. And, and and saying, playing lip service to that is to people that are most vulnerable and saying, you need money. And they're showing people, they show people that are doing, you know, pretty well, you know, and they say, well, hey, this was a good idea for us. It took care of them. But there's a lot of times they take, and then there's another one. And this is the one, the really big one. But they this is where I have mixed feelings about it. J.G. Wentworth. You ever hear that? You know what that is? No. It's, uh, it's people that they advertise um, fast payout for structured settlements. So if you, if you had a lawsuit and they settled it through a structured payment, meaning we'll pay you $500 a month for 20 years or whatever, right? Uh, that, yeah. That's a structured payment. And what they do is they come in and they buy it out. And they redirect the payment going to them and they amortize. I don't know. Whatever they do, they reverse the payment. So if it's paid out like $80,000, they take whatever is most advantageous to them. Let's say 28, if it's an $80,000 eventual payout, they said, you can either wait for that $8,000 or we'll give you, let's say I'm picking a number, $28,000, you get all in one lump sum, yeah. you know? And what you're Correct. doing is you're taking advantages, just like uh, out of people who don't know what's good for them. Right. Meaning and you could probably get a, it better just to get a loan or a loan against your property, a low interest loan against your property, if you had that. But um, why I'm saying I'm mixed feelings you know, for it. A lot of people that go I mean, for I, it. I would venture it. What? Yeah, no,
1: I was gonna say I, I adventure that goes that goes back into
0: prehistory. Oh, you mean Yeah. I, yeah oh, it goes back, yes, where people would take it. Um there uh was a really interesting story on uh on national public radio they got a show on Sundays called Well, it could show it could air another time, but I used to listen to it Sunday morning called This American Life. You ever hear of it? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, okay. Uh Ira Glass was is the uh the host and right. the creator of it. And there I was think one Gabby knows yeah. I think Gabby Gabby actually knows his mother. Oh well it's a, a
1: brilliant he's, he's a Baltimore
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. it's a brilliant show. But they told this story about this guy who figured out how uh to in in a large scale sign get um, uh, insurance, uh, policies for people. He would pay people to make him the beneficial, uh, the beneficiary on an insurance policy. Now he didn't right. do anything. He didn't do anything to, and it's usually people, older people, people in bad health. And he used the actual Worried tables. Let's say if he was able to get a twenty thousand dollar loan, be able to pay you like five thousand dollars or something like that, and it's for people that couldn't weren't weren't going to get a policy. You know, in the end, if you think about it, he was doing things. He was giving money to people, but getting policies, and he was benefiting from the policy. I don't want to go into too depth on that stuff like that. It was perfectly. It was it was to the letter of the law was correct but it did not um it did not follow the spirit of the, the law and eventually they they had right. i think i think eventually states started passing laws against it and sure so that um pred- we hit predatory loans uh reverse mortgages uh structured settlement buyouts but then think of all for time immemorial, what was the one that thing that's been going on? You said it's been going on forever. Pawn shops. Oh yeah, pawn shops and loan sharks. Loan sharks pretty much told you what they were going to do. They told you exactly. They said you know what the repercussions were going to be and things like that. Pawn shops. I'm I'm not. I don't mean to put pawn shops with loan sharks. But what I'm saying is, they. We used to look down our noses at them. But just because someone's giving you 10% of the value, or 20% of the value, because they got to have, they're they're looking at a ring, and it could be you say it's worth eight thousand dollars now. They could have bought it for eight thousand dollars. That's retail, and not wholesale. And wholesale could be six thousand dollars, and in their eyes, it could be five thousand dollars. So they may buy it from you for two thousand dollars, right? Because they, if you don't come back, they'll hold on to it a while. If you don't come back. They'll come back and they'll you know they'll just sell it, and that's their that's their risk, and they got to make profit mm-hmm. from their risk, and and now <clears throat> I I really look at pawn shops differently now. Now it sucks that it's like a casino. If you can't handle a casino, you know and stuff like that, but it's it's just one of those things. Palm readers. We always see it's the lower the lower echelon thing down here. It's funny and. In the Keys, I don't know if you ever paid close attention that there for year round the total population of Keys seventy four thousand. I would not be surprised if there are forty palm readers down here that have their own places between Marathon. Well, I think particularly when yeah no no particularly when
1: it gets um, sketchy like this, and there's, there's a, you know, a really indefinite way. uh, Shall we say to read the future? Mm -hmm. That's, that's when these people pop up. And um,
0: I I take advantage, I think this is the one time they're actually doing a service. One time they're doing a service because you know it, it's, everything is shitty right now. So hardly anything good out of it. They're actually giving hope, and whatever money they take, they would have taken the money whether it's good times or bad times, right? But taking the money now, they're giving hope. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean it depends. It depends.
0: I mean, if you're dumb um, enough I mean, to believe,
1: yeah, it,
0: yeah. If you're if you're dumb enough to believe that someone is going to be able to. Uh, whether palm reader, or, they call them palm readers, but some people say use, some people use whatever, you know, they, they have whatever, their own gimmick tarot card. They, yeah. they feel your but, head. They may ask you know, for
1: I used to, some
0: personal objects. I, I
1: used to joke, uh, huh. I used to joke around with, uh, you know, going to a Chinese restaurant. And at the end of the meal, uh, I would crack open our fortune cookies. And I would, I would, like, uh, you know, everybody go around, what's yours, what's yours, what's yours. And it would come to me, and I'd say, mine says you will die an early and painful death.
0: Mm-hmm. And you it know, never came true? Everybody
1: would, like, would like stare at me. <laughs> and, and, of course, it doesn't say that. There would be negative marketing, right? No. Nope. Nope. You know, nope. you don't want to be told that at the end of the meal. I actually once did get a... Um, a uh, fortune cookie that said order takeout now you'll be hungry soon so you know that old riff on you're hungry an hour after you have Chinese food but the other the other point is yeah. that um so I think uh going back to the original you know about five minutes back in the conversation we're talking um about, let's say, the, the uh, less than privileged, the underprivileged, mm-hmm. whatever, the the really uh, underclass. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you plot it up, and I haven't seen, I've heard, I've read some talk about this, but I haven't seen the numbers, I haven't seen a graph, but I, I'm almost certain if you plot it up about, the number of coronavirus infections mm-hmm. uh, versus the um, class, mm-hmm. you know, those who have money, those who don't have money, those who, those who are living in poverty in very close quarters
2: mm-hmm.
1: and having to go out, even in dangerous times, and it's mm-hmm. great for a living, it's great for their food,
2: mm-hmm. their
1: food, I should say, you know, it's it's going to show a direct correlation. There's well, articles and if if you caught it in the newspaper, oh, I did,
0: I did, but there's on, also online. That I, a lot, that a lot of a lot of
1: very wealthy people, you know, are escaping to their own private li- uh, islands. You know, the funny thing this is, where
0: guides. this is where this is where the their the, the um, even though they're saying that. The antibody may not exist in there. You, you'd still be able to, if you had it once, you'd still be able to handle it a little better the second time, perhaps, or something like that. People are saying that the, um, the lower class, getting having it run through them quickly makes them more resilient for the second and third uh, reintroduction of it. Meaning, uh, the the wealthy, right, the, the wealthy, the wealthy, right, the wealthy people that are sequestered won't won't have a right. uh, the population won't have an immunity to it, but the lower class might have the immunity to it. What do you think? Do they deserve it? Uh, do they des- no deserve it or not? I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. I think. I think that's actually. <laughs> I actually answered I think I, I, it's it's what's happening because they don't have the wherewithal to separate themselves, and you're going to have places like um, yeah, uh, you know, if it's if it's actually exist in in, in Mumbai, India, the uh, how how yeah. in the hell if if the coronavirus does reach there, and it survives, how in the hell would the ghettos of Mumbai, which is say what there's. There's 20 million people there, let's say, and uh, 12 million of them living in closed quarters. That's going to run rampant through it. And people die of of dysentery and things like that. But once it's through them, it's through them. It's through them. And once they're reinfected uh, two, three times and everyone's had it, uh, that'll be over. I'm not a believer in that herd inoculation thing where... Uh, you know, some, some, some people, yeah. some right wing people are saying, you know what, it may be better just to let it run rampant and and let it right. go and let it go. And it's kind of a, a cold hearted way to handle that because you're pretty much. Saying, it is. It is.
1: But there's a half truth to that or a quarter truth. Well,
0: there's a truth to but, the, uh, there's truth to the, the effectiveness. Is, there's a truth to the effectiveness, but it is uh, it is immoral. That's the thing, or well, unethical. I'm more on the biological end. Um,
1: the idea of why children eat um, dirt. And, and, and do you want to really stop them from doing that? Well, one, one of the ideas is children eat dirt to build up their immunity. Uh-huh. So there might be some possibility... That uh, people will, in the lower classes, the underclasses, will build up more immunity than the upper classes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: On the other hand, as the a population is, the upper classes can really isolate themselves. They have the money. They have they have the yachts. They have the private islands uh, to really isolate themselves. Although, you know, so then you turn around, you look at somebody like Chris Cuomo, Mm -hmm. uh, who, through all his interviews, glad-handing, whatever, being in the public uh, eye, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and not, uh, you know, sort of secluding himself, uh, picks up coronavirus, and then despite his best efforts, gives it to his wife, Mm -hmm. you see. So I think we're, uh, in some ways, we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And what has to happen is, frankly, you have on one side of the equation, the governors in the U.S., I'm saying. You have the governors and the scientists. And on the other side, you have the politicians and especially the, the uh the Republicans who are trying to maintain their hold on power mm-hmm. and um, it's to their advantage to open it up, up soon, but you can't do that unless you have all the testing materials. That's correct. To be able to sort people.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, uh, that's, that's it for me. I end my, uh, preaching.
0: No, no, no. It makes a hundred percent, uh, sense that, that um they want to open up quickly uh there was uh there was a posting on uh, facebook where this um someone forwarded this message they said they knew this person it's a six-year-old man Uh, original post from uh mid-march was he was very angry about uh, businesses becoming closed and and this was prior to stay at home order and he says No, you. uh, The governor, the government has no right tell me where I can and can't go. And the person had uh, contracted the uh, COVID nineteen virus and died. That same person. Mm -hmm. Which once again, that uh, level empathy. uh, When the person said something like that, the guy says angrily said that and stuff like that. The stupidity behind it. I have, I have friends. Stupidity. I said stupidity. I hate saying that. But you got to think past the visceral responses that you can't work you can't go outside you can't see the person. I think it be a little larger and think about uh, everyone. People say
1: Indeed.
0: all you need to do is keep the sick people in. someone posted all you have to do is keep the people in but all you have to do is read a little. you could be a carrier, not be sick. And you right. you you could do much more damage than a sick person. A right. sick per, If you saw a sick person were you're out, and you saw them coughing, you saw them with spots, you would avoid them. You would avoid the things they touch. Right. right. If you see someone that's healthy, yeah. you're more likely to touch the things they touch, get closer to them, and have a discussion with them. And that's the person that's going to get you right. sick. The sick person obviously can get you sick, but you're not going to go near that person. It's the asymptomatic yeah. person. That always has the biggest impact, and there's a historical figure for that. Typhoid Mary. My take is Typhoid Mary, right? What we need is
1: we we need the the antibody testing, no, and and we need it uh, as soon as possible. We need it to cover the largest number of people
2: Uh so that
1: we can start to begin. Open up again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the federal government is completely disorganized. Uh, and that's their mission, the federal no. government. No, they the can't the top, take care of this on their own. Yeah, yeah the states can't. an government. overall countrywide yes. effort to understand the flow of this stuff, who's safe, who's not safe. Yeah, oh, I like and how to, how to save us.
0: I, 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 listen, I work, for, I work part-time for a hospital. And uh, they had the federal guidelines for reopening, right? And I work for yeah. the, the most robust hospital system in South Florida. In Florida, maybe. Or maybe even the Southeast uh, part of the United States. And they
1: okay.
0: they have the opening guidelines and they don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Soon, And they're yeah. a hospital system. So what does that mean for everyone yeah. else? So these idiots that are up in Michigan, what do you think you're doing? If a hospital system, and I'm in it, we're in a Republican state, and I have to say the hospital is probably more Republican than anything else. They can't figure out how to mm-hmm. do it. So trust me. And with yeah. the, um, the guy that's ahead of this saying, he's kicking the can to, uh, the states, and when we needed a national policy, originally they needed a national. You know, policy.
1: the re- when I'll I'll venture to say that the Republicans' um, their priorities are a little confused.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We elected them to protect us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Presumably, if they're in that sort of position as governor,
2: mm-hmm. senator,
1: cousin Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be protecting us. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that from them. Yeah. I think I see self-perpetuating, self aggrandizement and continuing Yeah. And, and, and uh, self uh, uh, aggrandizement if that's a word. Aggrandizement. I
0: aggrandizement. I, uh, thank you. And self-enrichment. Well, listen, let's, let's, let's try to end this on a high note. Do you think... Uh, okay. Do you have any... If you can get your German friend to send uh, a sample... Do you have any samples of an, an anonymous uh, synthesized brainwave?
1: Cool. Let me check with my friend. I gave no. them to him no,
0: in and, Baltimore. And he
1: may have taken him to Berlin.
0: No, just one. And uh, I'll check with him. Yeah. It sounds like part of a joke that you're ready to tell me something like that. But uh, what yeah, happened? Yeah. An, yeah. an anonymous one, something that is not, you know, no attribute, just anybody's, because we, it would be like uh, me showing, uh, it's even less descriptive than me showing a fingerprint. Like if I took a picture of right. a fingerprint, not knowing who the fingerprint yeah. is, but. Uh, right. So I, I wouldn't be revealing anything. But I would like to play play one of them just to show this is one of them.
1: Yeah, I can understand you yeah. yeah, I'll try and raise it up. And,
0: and putting you on the spot. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, it's Monday. You no, know. no. How much time would you need to uh, be ready to do another show? Like Friday? Saturday?
1: Sounds good. Friday sounds good. Friday,
0: man. same time. Okay. Yeah. See if you get, I mean, I'll give you a little homework. Okay. Okay. And what I'll do, I'll make a tele, I'll make a radio play for us. Okay. I'll make a radio play. How do you like that? I'll write a radio play. A radio play? Yep. Yep.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: You don't know what a radio play is? You know, War of the Worlds? What's or, a radio play? A radio play is like a teleplay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to write a radio play. I can, I'm going to write and, a radio play. And my part? I can play your part. my part to me? No, well, yeah. And I could be, I could be the psychologist and you could be the uh, patient.
1: Well, that'd be perfect. Let's
0: okay. do it. Okay. I'll make that, or it could yeah. be anything. And, um. If you ever had, uh, if you, if you, and, and if your family ever wanted to participate, I'd have roles for them too. Yeah. Uh, I'll check them. Just say, throw it, it out. Just right. throw it out. Yeah, see we could where, do, see it. we could, see what do, it is. Yeah, we
1: could oh, do like uh, family, we yeah. could do like family therapy, Jim is a therapist, right?
0: Whatever no, no, want. no, 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 it wouldn't be real. That's why I call it a radio what? play. I'd, it's all, all made up. If any of it, if any of it hits, oh, it's all made up. If, if any of it was uh, close to home, too close to home, I wouldn't do it.
1: So what are you saying? you going to send me my part?
0: Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a radio play.
1: Send me my part, man. You know where to find me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write a radio play. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, Cool.
0: Okay. I just I need a part. Fair I right? will have your part. Yes. And I'll build a character. Yeah, but you. you do. I'll build a character.
1: Now you doing. You do understand I'm I'm an improviser,
0: right? You can improvise. I'll give you. And a, I a, don't. And I don't. And I don't
1: take direction well.
0: You don't have to be co directions. I'll give you a. a right. I'll give because. you a brief background of it. I'll give you a brief background of your character and then you'll have to follow it, okay? And then, okay, then I'll write, yeah. my, I'll write my responses and I'll try, okay. I'll try to envision what you would say. And I'll write, my, I'll, I'll, I'll write it as like a computer program, if and, if then, and then route it that way. I'll write it down like that. So if I get okay. an answer. So I can, right. do, I can do this. Course. I can do this. I can figure it out. I can make it eight, eight, okay. eight minutes long. Ken,
1: quick question. <clears throat> quick question. Can some of my responses be musical on my guitar?
0: How appropriate. How would that, how would that work out?
1: Huh?
0: How would that work out know?
1: at all? I don't know. I, maybe you can tell by the emotion coming through my
0: guitar. I, I, I definitely would so I, there, I, I don't think, know. We'll, I there, think that would be um, interesting. That might be interesting. Gotta, I'd like it. I like that. Yeah. I, I wait let me yeah. chew chew yeah. on that. Cool. Man. And then we're part of it. Yeah. We, and then um uh, Yeah, we need we, need, we need a, uh, need a little of it. There is okay. a uh, wait, yeah. did you did you send me did Gabby send me the uh what was that English was it the it was that English therapist, huh? the the woman with the puppet? The woman with the puppet, they oh, did no. it. Oh, yes. I sent that to you. Shit. I got to rethink that. Have I got to rethink I got it. Theory? I got You know what? See? I hate to be derivative. <laughs> I hate to be derivative. Who do think? that? I, yeah. Now I got to rethink, <laughs> rethink that so I'm not derivative.
1: Do your own thing, man.
0: That was I really good. More of you. That was good. Yeah. I don't want to be I derivative. Know. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I could do it. I could do it. I'll do it. I'll do That's it. I'll set it up. In.
1: Yeah, you do it.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it. I have faith. Yeah, I have things. <laughs> I'll come up with another scenario. I'll figure it. I got it. Yeah. Hey, listen. Very cool. Do you hear my music when I play it? I noticed you don't hear my. I just found out from another person I interviewed. I don't. You. No, okay. no, I don't hear the music. You heard it. You heard yeah. it. You heard it before, though, haven't you?
1: Well, when we did it in person, yeah.
0: The intro. Okay. Well, I'm gonna play it right now. I'm gonna say goodbye to you. Yes. I don't want to hang up on you. Until, until, bye, so bye bye. 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 Don't fun. hang up right away. I'm going to play the music. Bye. Okay, bye. Go for it. Wait, I'm, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have played that. Wait, hold on. I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening. When I started playing the music, and I, I, I shouldn't. I start playing the music, and I should be saying goodbye before I play the music. Right? <laughs> and then I turn That's off the ball music. Ball. Oh wait, I forgot to say goodbye. Well, goodbye, everyone is. The Monday show we're gonna have it out. It's almost <laughs> live. It's we it isn't live because I, I'm I'm gonna save it. I got I'm gonna put a poster. I think I'm gonna put what what should, what would you? I'm gonna let you call this one. Uh, we got you ass over a barrel or um, uh, mental hygiene. Uh the the uh, first. Ass over a barrel. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do still do the pay. I'm gonna do the pictures of the uh, mental hygiene then. Well, good personal hygiene. I have this. I have this uh, retro poster that has all the pictures of from the nineteen fifties of the of some of the good. the reels of good personal hygiene. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it is old school. Okay. Yes. Friday. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll send you an email before. Uh, yeah. I'll start, well, we'll be in touch. I'll talk. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some yeah, of my Fridays, ideas. Yeah. So I'll bug you for my that. calendar, man. Okay. Okay. I'll talk okay. to you later. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Well, listeners, you wasted it uh, almost another hour. Uh, We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Bye.